0: Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church, or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Praise God. You may be seated. Uh, before I minister tonight, I'm going to minister on a couple verses in the Word of God, and uh, that'll be our launching point. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. So, I know that's why you got your cell phones. You got a Bible on it, so you can turn there. But before I do that, I want to take a minute. Uh, we pastored in Newburgh, Oregon, and we pastored there. There was a young single girl. Her name was Brandy. And we just sort of adopted her as our daughter, even though she had a mother and daughter, I mean, a mother and father there. And uh, she had her own room. My wife decorated it, bought her bed, everything. So, she stayed at our house most of the time. Then I married her to Sean. He was a Canadian. He's a mounted policeman in Canada. And so one day I come home, and the whole bedroom furniture's gone. It was her furniture. So now we had an empty room and, and never have filled that room again. But Brandy had been going through cancer. She's young and been going through cancer, and she's had surgery and treatments. But I want us as a congregation, she's watching tonight, Uh, from canada our service and i want to pray for her brandy we're believing god for a total miracle for you and so uh, brandy did visit us some time ago she was in our service here she flew in from canada and so i want you to agree with me will you agree with me right now so lift your hands towards me and i'll lift it towards where she can see me praying and let's believe god together lord we thank you tonight that you're a healer, that you're a miracle worker. And I pray for Brandy and Sean. I pray for their family right now that, Lord, you will touch her and do such a miracle that when she goes back to the doctor, that they'll be amazed at the miracle that's happened. We believe you. You said if two or three would agree together, touch anything, it shall be done for us by our Father in heaven. And we believe right now, Brandy, that the power of God's touching you and going through your body. And we promise to give him all the glory, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I tell you, God's a good God, isn't he? Our scripture says these words. Let me just say this for our start. How many knows when you're a sinner, you sort of the devil controls you a little bit? How many believes that? Because the Bible says you are the father of the devil, right? And so when we sin, we're subject to temptation, the devil. But once we become a Christian, these words in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, speaks to us now about our life. It says, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own, You've been brought with a price, the blood of Jesus. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in the spirit, which are God's. So tonight, I want you to think with me for a moment that you don't belong to you anymore. Or you don't belong to the devil. You belong to God. And the Bible said God's in us. He's the hope of glory. So because of that, because we've been born again, And because we've been changed by the power of God, we have something in us now that's supernatural, given to us by God, if we put our faith in Him. You've heard me preach a lot of sermons on faith, and I talk about we put faith in a lot of things, don't we? When you go out to eat, you got faith, it's going to taste good, and you don't look like the cook's... Mother-in-law, and he didn't spit in your food. You got faith. Now, don't let me bother you from going out tonight. That's what you're planning to do. But how many knows that has happened before? But we have faith, don't we? We trust. When you go to the, put some fuel in your car, and and you pay three dollars and something a gallon, you hope it's not half water. And so you got faith that you're getting what you pay for. And so in life. We don't have to just try to fit faith in. Life is about faith. At all times, we're putting faith in something. How many have ever seen a commercial on TV? Now, diet commercials are very popular. Have you ever seen them put somebody that weighed 450 pounds and is five foot tall talking about how great that diet was? But they got somebody who hadn't eaten in six months, and they looked like skin and bones. And they say, if you try our diet, you'll look like that. And so people order online, eat that diet, hate the taste of it, quit in the middle of it, but you put faith it was going to happen. You thought in one 24-hour period, you would get up and look in the mirror and you looked. So thin. Or maybe you're thin and you've seen some food and thought if I just two of those, I'd gain some weight. But we all put faith in things, don't we? The Bible said, Jesus heard these things in Luke 7. He marveled at the centurion and said to the people, I say to you, I have not found so great a faith. No, not in Israel. In Acts chapter 6, verse 5, and saying, the same pleased the multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and the Holy Ghost. You know, I wonder, in my life and in your life, how many times we had an opportunity to believe God, and we didn't believe, and we didn't experience what we could experience. I know when we first started out, Joni and I, we had to believe God, we didn't have anything, and... Uh, we got married on my return ticket to college. We eloped. <laughs> we did. I was so young and so gullible, but Joni was a lot younger than me and more gullible than I was. And you know, we thought love is the answer. Now love is good, and love is part of the answer, but how many know you can't survive just on love? And so in our ministry, we started in ministry, we didn't have anything. Every car we ever had was given to us because somebody else didn't want it. I told you about the one car they gave me in Bible school. The whole side it was caved in, it had been a wreck. And on the back bumper, it had a bumper sticker that said, in case of rapture, this car will self-destruct. And so I'm at the light, and this guy just keeps blowing and blowing and blowing, and I'm getting upset. What's he blowing about? The light's red. So he pulls around beside me and said, hey, you missed the rapture. Because that car looks like it was self-destructed. But you know, when you start out with God and you hear the word of God, how many remember when you got saved or started coming to church, you heard the word of God and you got all excited? They talked about how God would supply your need and how God would give you joy unspeakable and full of glory and how God would be there when you called upon him and he would answer you and show you great and marvelous things. And we was all excited and we got upset because he didn't go to church every night because when we were sinners, we sinned every night. And so you couldn't wait till the church doors open. You you were there the first ones waiting for him to unlock the door, but how tragic it can become! After a while, you just start to get used to it, and then what happens is God could be doing something special for you and me, but He can't because we're not believing. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things you've not seen. So I want to talk about faith tonight. First of all, faith has to be based upon the Word of God. I remember uh, when I was growing up, people would just shake hands and they'd make a deal. Just on their Word and trust each other. Matter of fact, when I was raised, this was before correction of children, was wrong. If you did something wrong, buddy, you faced the consequence. If it wasn't your parents, it was your neighbors or the police or the school teacher. And then when you went home, then you had to face your parents. And so as a result of that, we believed. My dad said if you get in trouble at school and you get a spanking, when you get home, you're gonna get one. I believed him and I didn't want to spank it in either place. And so the word, we trusted people. word used to mean something when somebody says, uh, I'll do this for you. Well, that's why we have to look at the word of God. The word of God is God-inspired. It's not a book of the past or the future, even though it, we'll talk about the past and future. But it's a book of right now. Right now where you're at in your life where your need is, what's going on in the country. God understands America. God understands Russia. God understands everything, and God's still God. And there's nothing too hard for him to do. And if you and I believe, all things will be possible to us who believe. But after a while, whether you watch Fox or NBC or CBS or whatever all those channels are, No matter how discouraged you would get by listening, it doesn't change who God is. And if you put your faith in God instead of the media, I want to tell you, God will help you. Don't get excited. If I trampled on your holy channel that you watch on TV, please forgive me, but I'm talking about the Bible. The Bible is God's word. God dwells in it. He inspires it. He calls us to come to pass. If we put our faith in him, believing that what he said is true, it will be true to us. There's been times in our marriage where my wife felt led to give somebody something. Here in Kingman, she felt led to mail a check to somebody. Somebody. Good thing she didn't ask me. I might have discouraged her. But she felt led to God to mail it. So she mailed it, and in a short time, multitudes more came back in the mail to us. Because she had faith that if God was leading her to give, it wouldn't cause a problem, but God would bless her. And you know in your life, God wants to bless you. But you got to believe. you got to say, this is God's word. And heaven and earth will pass away but not one word of this word will pass away. And so we got to believe that the Bible's inspired from God. And remember when I said in the beginning that we belong to God? As a result of that, friends, redemption's mean that God is in us and if God's in us, Then there's no limitations. This is not a doctrine or a philosophy or creed. It's a reality, Christ in you. And he said, No matter what I face or you face or we face, he'd never leave us nor forsake us, but go with us. And the Bible said, Greater is he that's in you. I'm talking about the person in your chair, the one sitting here, not the empty chair, brother, beside you, but you. Listen, he's in you tonight. And he helps you. And it, no matter what it looks like, if God be for us, who can be against us? Colossians 1.13 says, He's delivered us from the authority of Satan and translated us unto the kingdom of his Son. In God's kingdom, there's joy. In God's kingdom, there's more than enough. In God's kingdom, there's miracles. In God's kingdom, no matter what you face, the power in you is greater to help you overcome whatever you're going through. But that's what faith is. It says, I am not my own, I'm his. My son's probably 6'2", bigger than me every way, but he's his mother's baby. And lately, he calls to talk to mother. Of course, I'm pretty straight, you know. And, and mother sort of, I don't know if my wife's doing this, but if she could, he, she thought he needed a thousand, she had, she'd slip it to him. Of course, I've given him a lot of money myself. But he knows he has her ear. And so we'll be talking, and she'll say, I'll say, where's Tim? Well, she'll tell me because he's told her. Do you know you have God's ear? Yeah. Yeah. Now, don't get excited whatever you do. But God's <laughs> ear is bent to you. God knows who you are, where you live. He knows your cell number. He knows what bill's paid and what bill's not paid. He knows everything you're going through. And God's already got a miracle for you if you understand what redemption is, is that you're not your own, you're His. And He'll take care of you. And He'll never leave you. And He'll have victory for you in every situation. That's what faith is. Faith is saying, i am not my own i am not holding my own destiny god i belong to him now i know it's going to be great to go to heaven there's no sin no sickness but can i tell you something you already belong to heaven you're just waiting right now to transfer over if you're born again but let me tell you you might not be in heaven but heaven can be in you because heaven is god the father God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. And I tell you, that's the majority. And if you got that tonight, no matter what you're facing, no matter what the report is, no matter what it looks like, if God is for you, say, if God is for me, no saying it like you mean, if God's for me, it doesn't matter who's against me because He's going to meet my need. That'll make you want to get up out of your seat. That'll make old Flatfoot want to get on his tiptoes. How many can't wait to get to heaven? How many think we'll be shouting in heaven and probably dancing around the throne? Well, you better start dancing and shouting. Get used to it. Because heaven's in you. I said heaven is in you. You belong to God. Somebody comes up to you and says, are you Italian? Oh, no. Mexican. are you white? Where are you? Say, I belong to God. See, we'd have a lot less problems in America if everybody would just give their heart to him and belong to him. Wouldn't matter what the color of our skin would be, would it? Wouldn't matter what house we lived in. Wouldn't matter what language we spoke. When the world gets the revelation, and if we get that revelation and let it become alive in us... I'm telling you, there's nothing we can't do, nothing we can't see. If we believe God, God can do anything in our life. I read it again. You're not your own. I said, you're not your own. That's what God said. You've been bought with a price, the blood of Jesus. Therefore, glorify God in your body. You know how you do it? By believing Him, by letting Him work through you. Let him meet the need when there's no way the need can be met. Let him heal you when the doctor says there's nothing we can do. God will do anything if you'll believe the word of God. Did you know the news plane dealer moved? They're not in their building. Did you know also God never moves? He's always with you. You don't have to say, where did God move to? Where's God when I need him? He says you belong to him. He's with you. He's with you. Just waiting for you to talk to him. Waiting for him to believe for the miracle you need. See, a miracle saying, I don't have the answer, but because of who I belong to. I said, because of who you belong to, you've got anything you need tonight. Because God is a miracle worker. Or Roberts preached this thought one time. He said the devil came to him and told him we oh, I'm going to make it. And you know what he said to the devil? Sometimes it's good to tell the devil off. Here's what he said. I wrote the words down out of his testimony. Devil, take your hands off of me. I'm God's property. And he said when he did that the power of God fell. The impossibility vanished. And God used him, and God used him in the miracle ministry. He built a college that trained doctors and went around the world as missionaries. When the media said, well, you're supposed to be an evangelist, you're building a college, he went ahead and did what God told him to do. It was going to be impossible. There's no way a healing evangelist could build a college. But you know what? He belonged to God. The media didn't belong to God. The critics might not have belonged to God, but he did. And supernaturally, though he's an eternity tonight, his life is still impacting the world by who he touched and who they trained and who was under the influence of his ministry because Or Roberts, not because he was president of ORU, or not because he was evangelist Or Roberts, but it was because of who he belonged to. Do you believe you're a child of the living God? Doesn't that make the difference? Maybe when you get up tomorrow, you all look in the mirror. And I know it's discouraging. I don't even like to look in the mirror anymore. I don't say mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the youngest of all. I just look out of one eye and try to comb my hair. But maybe you all just get up, walk to your mirror in the morning and say, You belong to God. Hallelujah. Now, your wife would kill you if you wake her up, but that's okay. You're going to heaven because you belong to God. But see, we got to get that down in us. I said, God said, you're mine. Your parents might not have warned you. Society might not like you, but God loves you, and God's in you. Come on, sit back down. You're getting too excited. I'm trying to preach here tonight. I said, we belong to God. There was a girl walking down the street. This is a true story. 16-year-old girl. A guy, guy grabbed her, drug her an alley, and was going to rape her. They interviewed this girl, and he said, what did you do? She said, I turned and looked at him and said, You're touching God's property. I belong to God. And she said he turned and ran as fast as he could. There's power in those words. I belong to God. Look at the person next to you and say, I belong to God and so do you. Say, notify your face that you're a child of God. Come on. We get excited. We cry. I've been watching stupid movies about Christmas going home to Christmas or, or, you know, Grandpa's, we're going to see Grandpa, save the farm. You know what? You can get emotional watching them stupid things. You know how it's going to end up, but you're about to die because it had not happened yet. My wife don't want me to watch a movie with her because I figure it out in about the first five minutes. And I say, guess what they're going to do? She said, shut up. You'll ruin the movie. What's what's this all about? Now I'm lost, but now I'll be found again in a minute. That's what the Bible soul song said. Once I was lost, now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Do you see tonight who you belong to? I said, is it making you happy? Does it make you want to holler glory to God? Why don't you just holler, glory to God? You belong to Him. I said, You belong to God tonight. See, you're a new creature. You're not the person. You were born, you know, and you were your mom and daddy's baby. But you know who you belong to now? You belong to the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost in heaven because you've been born again. That's why we're born again, see? And you know what? We have to understand what it means the Spirit lives in us. The Bible said, Greater is He that's in you than He that's in the world. Bible said, for you're the temple of the living God. He said, I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. I will be their God, and they'll be my people. When I grew up, I was a Methodist. You know why I was a Methodist? Because my dad was, and his dad was, and his dad was, and he built a Methodist church. So most of us grown up, use a Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, culture, family was. That's what was your religious experience most of the time as you've grown up. Somebody said, what are you? Well, I'm Presbyterian. Well, when you're born again, that changes. You might go to Presbyterian Church. You might go to New Life Church, wherever you go. But I'm telling you, now you're a member of the household of God. You belong to him. And no matter what it looks like, you're going to make it. And one day you'll be in His presence and see Him because you belong to Him. Now I want to close with this thought. Oh, I thought it said it was 705. It said I got seven minutes left. I was thinking, man, I'm just getting started here, 705. (laughs) Who said turn that clock off? (laughs) Listen to me. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. He says, Behold, I've given you authority to trade upon serpents, scorpions, and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. Matthew 16. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they'll cast out devils, they'll speak with new tongues. If they take up serpents, they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. John chapter 14. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Listen to this. Whatsoever you ask in his name, I will do it. John chapter 15, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. You shall ask whatever you will, and it shall come to pass. And I, this is one of my favorite scriptures, John fifteen sixteen. When we were sinners, not doing anything for God. John penned these words, you've not chosen me, but I chose you. And I've ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and your fruit will remain. And whatsoever you ask in my Father's name, He will give it to you. You know why He'll do that? Because you're not your own anymore. You're not the devil's anymore. You belong to God. So the next time somebody asks you who, you, who you're part of, or Say, I, well, I'm, I belong to God. My birth parents might be in this one, this one, this might be my birth but I'm not my own. I belong to God. And when you get a hold of that, when hell comes in like a wild against you, you're able to lift your head high and say, devil, I want to remind you I belong to God, and you have no power over me. Because I'm his. I want you to stand to your feet tonight with me. And I wonder, I still got time left. Turn that screen off. I don't want to see it because that makes me want to preach for another four minutes and 44 seconds. But I want you to lift your hand, lift them both. And I want you to begin your own words out loud, not to yourself, out loud. Begin to thank God that you belong to him. Begin to thank him. Tell him how much you appreciate what he's done for you. you. Hallelujah. We praise you tonight. We give you honor and glory that we belong to you, that we're not our own, that heaven is in us. Jesus, you're in our lives. The Father and the Son, we belong to you. And you're going to meet every need we have. Tell him. Thank him. You're going to meet every need I have. Every problem I face, you're going to be there to help me. When it looks impossible, it will be possible because you're our God tonight. And we praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless you and praise your wonderful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is a powerful word, friend. All the world uses that word. It's universal. It's a word to glorify him. To give thanks to him. So maybe it's time you want to praise God. You know what to say? Just say hallelujah. He he knows what that is. Just say hallelujah. When you feel like your life's a mess, walk around and say hallelujah, I'm God's property. Listen to me. You remember how your kids used to write little things and color pictures? How many remember that? And your refrigerator looked like a disaster? (laughs) Or you hung them from the wall? Maybe you ought to be a kid again and say, I belong to God, and stick it on your refrigerator. Or put it on your mirror in your bathroom. Or if nothing else, talk to yourself. There's times talking to yourself can be healthy. You know, we got people in this town, they're walking around talking to themselves all the time. And after, I'm watching them down the streets, I think, we ought to talk to ourselves. But not like that, we all say, I'm a child of God. Harry, be happy. I belong to God. And see, when you get that revelation, and you get the revelation, it's God's promise to you. And you get a hold of this. Listen, when the devil comes in, it might be a struggle. But guess what? You're going to win. And it might look like an impossibility, but God through you is going to give you a possibility. Because tonight, who do you belong to? Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. Brandy, you belong to God. We claim you as our daughter, but you really belong to God. And when the devil lies to you, Brandy, just mock him and say, you're a liar. I belong to God. And then tell him, and I really like Harry's preaching. (laughs) Let's pray. Lord, thank you tonight for your word thank you tonight that who we belong to we give you praise amen god bless you thank you for listening to the new life kingman podcast we can't wait to see you next week